pussy. 2021, can you do something for me? Can you hit a little rich for me? For me, then 21, can you do something for me? Drop some bars to my pussy for me, then 21, can you do something for me? Can you talk to the ops for me? For me, 21, do your thing, one, one, do your thing. Diamonds in the watch, this shit costs a lot. Never diamonds in the watch, this shit costs a lot. Diamonds in the watch, this shit costs a lot. Okay. Relax, brother. Relax. Relax your face. Woosa. Yeah, because you're about to fuck that up. You actually fucked it up. I heard it. Nigga came in angry as fuck. Welcome to do I. <laughs> Welcome to do I respect <laughs> you today. The damn thing ain't coming up. It's pissing me off. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> I hope so. We're waiting on you. Welcome to With All Due Respect. This is Chef. And as always, when listening to our podcast, uh, be sure to tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, write a message to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and we'll read it for you. It's been a minute, but, you know, go ahead and share it. I know it's been a minute since we potted, but we're here. And it is episode 179. Is potted the verb? Is that the verb for that? Potted? It is. It sure. is. Pot. Why it's not? not pot. Is it potted or podcast? I don't know. Or cast it? I'm going with you, potted. You said you didn't want this to be a three-hour uh, episode, but you want to know if it's potting or casting. Go ahead. I'm here for it. I'm, you know. Right. We know you love a three-hour three fucking Three, a three-hour tour. Three-hour event. Three-hour event. Hey, boy. That's my favorite, too. Wood with the white voice. What up? 5,000 5, North South Florida. 5,000 North South Florida. <laughs> what happened to your camera, man? You, you, you take your clothes off? Oh, my <laughs> camera? Yeah, they don't. My 21. Oh. And somebody got static clean. Right, somebody's hella static Oh, man. Like, wait. You don't see my camera for real? Oh, damn, man. What's the fuck? He laughed. said something about your shirt. <laughs> right. Oh. Is it back, man? No. Nah. Yeah, it's back. Yeah. It oh, back. I don't know what happened. All I did was just click it up and click it back on. It ain't back for me. I still don't see it. I, I see. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what's going That's sweet. In that sweet plaid. He just sent him a video to Jay. 21. Why don't you do something for me? All right. Well, like I said, it's been a minute. Um, how's everybody been since we probably It's been it's been two months, I think. Oh, Six it's weeks. Your, it's, it's your yeah, microphone. Yeah. Chef is the the static you one. Oh, it's me. Yeah. Yeah, you're chef. About, about time for you to call. Throw away them call centers. Right. Get you a microphone. Microphone. Didn't didn't your brother in law buy you like a uh. Uh, 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 Rob Tresman microphone. There you go, right yeah. there. There it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah. T- is there a heart in the house tonight? <laughs> Get Get my Definitely giving Barry Gordy. Right. I got it, but I don't know what happened to my. Um... Would you rather listen to this track or buy a? Or what was it? Or buy a ham sandwich? What did Smokey Robinson say on the Jackson's American Dream? Y'all never saw Jackson's American Dream? <laughs> Sound like a, a dream you had after you ate a ham sandwich. Y'all have never I seen. Like made, I feel like you made that up. Y'all have never seen the Jackson's American Dream? 
Which one is that? Times. Yeah, but I don't remember. That's the one when. Uh, so this is when the Jack. I think the the uh, the Jackson Five were coming into the studio. This is when they got to the studio portion, right? So Smokey was actually in the studio, like saying which tracks were good and which tracks were not good. And they had another group that was up there singing their tracks. And the way that Smokey, with in front of a live studio audience, they're doing a little what is it, the surveying or whatever of of the the, the previews. He would say, would you rather buy this single or have a ham sandwich? And that was the choice. And if they chose a ham sandwich, it was a trash track. And if they chose to buy the single, it was a good single. And they would keep it a song. That was, come on, man. Y'all like y'all haven't seen that motherfucking shit is, 10 times. Is that, is that when uh, Jason Weaver plays a young yes. Michael Jackson? Yes. How, why why y'all acting like y'all don't know what I'm talking about when I no, say Jackson? Like, when's the last time you seen that movie? Uh, probably 2008. And that bitch like four hours long, one of the docu uh, miniseries or some shit. It, it's a root, it's roots ish. It's a good movie though. Yeah, yeah. Now we can't hear you, chef. Now we can't you, hear you. You didn't want us. Oh, he's angry. The thing about he's it, angry. Is Look, what is he saying? Hear you. He's so angry this. while he's saying he just cussed the Lord or something. What a god is dope, sir. Yeah. He got angry and said, "Fuck my mouth." He's not gonna do anything like that. We have to guess what Chef is saying right now because his mic doesn't. No, I, I read. You know, I read pretty decent lips. So she said. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> the America. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Well, go ahead and lead us in with our first topic. Yeah. So, oh shit! I'm asking how everybody did. So, how how's everybody doing? We were gonna talk about chefs situation with his shoes but does anybody have interesting anything interesting that they got into since we've been gone the past 30 weeks um uh, got into a lot of interesting things but I, it's been so long i can't i can't remember went to some homecomings drank some liquors watched black panther um yeah but somebody brought up anthony bourdain yesterday and i do miss anthony bourdain and it just makes me uh, well, just uh, uh, strengthens my argument about how this new generation doesn't have like sweet shit. Like there'll never be another Anthony Bourdain. Just like they don't have like an Oprah show and Oprah's favorite things. Like that was all, always something people had. Like maybe one day I go on Oprah and be on the Oprah show when she's having her favorite things and giving shit away. It's like niggas didn't live through the R. Kelly era like there'll never be like another R. Kelly era it's just a whole bunch of sweet shit that like these young kids don't know shit about I feel bad for them but shit how was y'all shit that kind of hurt my heart cause now I miss Anthony Bourdain because that motherfucker just enjoyed the simple things of life man like his show was all about I'm drinking in a country I've never been to with fucking fine Italian leathers on my feet with some sunglasses, like, chilling. Like, he really didn't do anything too fucking extravagant. He just, like, ate good, drank good, and lived life. Right. Yeah. That was, damn. Kind of sad now. Um, Me, I, I didn't really get into shit. You know I'm going to pass on this shit. Nothing really crazy happened. I did cut my hair off, if you can't tell. So, um... Um, yeah. What, what's up with that? I mean, you had a look going on. I think... I'm, I'm immediately growing back. <laughs> are, you, are you going through a breakup? I'm immediately growing back. I mean, every... So... I mean, you know, like women like cut their hair off at any given time, right? They just like say, fuck it, whatever they're going through, they're going to cut their hair off. And I never understood that shit. I always thought they were batshit crazy until I grew my hair. 
And it's just an impulse. Like, you just, like, wake up one day and be like, you know, I should cut all my fucking hair off. And that's exactly what I did. You were like, trying to basically just let people know you're not your hair? Basically. And I can cut my hair off whenever the fuck I wanted to. And I really just, like, it wasn't even like I woke up and did it. I literally just walked into the bathroom and said, let me just cut this shit off. And I cut it off. We got a, we got a question from the crowd. Uh, somebody had asked. Uh, do you dye your shit because the top was black, but you have like prominent grays elsewhere? You guys are looking at my hair right now. This is my hair. I haven't done anything to it since, uh, since I cut it. This is my natural gray pattern. I'm gray on the sides and gray on the in the beard. I am black on the top of my hair. And that's what I said. I was like, mm, I mean, wood doesn't really strike me a as a person to dye his shit, but b why would he just dye the top and not the rest? Like it's it's gray otherwise so yeah. <laughs> he was like that shit looks stupid like that yeah, like yeah. why would a nigga do that shit and look like that on purpose and, and, I mean, and people a lot of people don't have gray hair so they don't know how gray hairs work you can dye a couple of gray hairs but you can't dye like gray hair gray hair like if you got a hair like like my beard in my side like this is a lot of gray like you can't dye this shit all black you know what I'm saying like that's a lot it's a lot of fucking die. You're gonna look like you from Atlanta, right? Right, and even still, like the dye starts to wear off in forty eight hours, and then they start peeking through, and it does. Gray hair also, you need to condition all the time because gray hairs do what they want to do; they don't act like black hair. Yeah, so you from Atlanta now? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Niggas are, and niggas and niggas have accepted that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like they're like, nah, we're just gonna spray paint niggas' faces from now on. Like that shit though. I see Jermaine Dupree with that shit. I'm like, nah, y'all don't But like if rich the niggas word, do it in Atlanta, then go ahead. But the it's worst like, motherfucker I ever saw was Carlos Boozer, man. That motherfucker looked down at the free throw line. I'm like, man, what the fuck nah, this boy got going on? Nah, that, like he had painted that shit with magic marker. Jim Brown. Jim Brown is still fucking with the people. Jim, Jim Brown, the yeah, football player. No, the the oh, commentator, you know James Brown. James Brown, yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> oh, James Brown shit is way back, boy. He's literally dying skin. <laughs> no, that's what that's, that's the thing. Like niggas would die. Where the fuck it like that can't be good for your skin. Like where the hair isn't like that's just skin yeah, into hair. They gonna have them commercials. Did you die your fucking skin? If <laughs> so, you may be entitled to come. Right, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas definitely got mesothelioma. It ain't the jersey, it's the skin. Oh, oh shit. I told you about that time, uh, Lil D got it. That nigga went home and nigga said, hey man, would you want some enhancements? And that nigga didn't know what, the, what enhancements were. And that nigga just said, yeah. And the nigga came with the spray paint. He's like, hold on, man. He's like, nah, I don't want that. All right. There's a so, lot of enhancements now because you saw like didn't Dr. Miami come out and, I don't know which doctor it is come out and say something about he's not giving Drake his next round of lipo and niggas is out here getting it's not a BBL what is it like hips or something like niggas are getting something something new nah niggas are getting niggas are getting uh, like they body shaped <laughs> you know what I'm saying like like muscle titties and muscle arms you know what I'm saying yeah. DDLs and shit like that nigga would you, would you ever get a uh an enhancement? Nah, man. Just just cause you could die, and I would hate to die doing something vain like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, just work out. 
I just work out. I don't know. Or make, or make more money. Like, like, lipo way, doesn't like seem that bad, though. Lipo doesn't seem bad. Like people, It's called lunchtime lipo. Motherfuckers get lipo and go right back to work. I'm good. But, I, might need, I might have needed some of that fat for something later on. <laughs> to put in your ass? Now you, now you getting a BBL? All right. In case you ever get dropped off in Antarctica, you need to stay warm. Right, nigga. You might need that extra right. lay or something. Did you say in case one day I want a BBL? Nigga? Yeah, you said you gonna <laughs> save the save the fat for something. Nigga, Ain't that what they do for BBL? Nigga, you woke up one day as I will cut my shit off. You never wake up one day be like, nigga, you know I could go for cakes. Nigga. <laughs> 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 I was watching clap. Nah, I don't, I don't, that ain't me. Mm. Chef is back and... And still me it. Oh, oh you my man. Okay. And he came out with a new voice. Right. right. Amy, you got like your little girl headphones on? And he got his daughter's headphones. Right. Nope. I definitely... I definitely <laughs> them them shit's small on. as fuck, boy. Yeah. My daughter's small. You gotta catch your health. Get it <laughs> uh, twist them to the back. Or to the front. Nah, man. This, no, please don't touch anything else. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> Alright. Please don't make oh. any more any more adjustments. Yeah, all right, R.I.P. Takeoff. All right, we'll hop in uh, where, wherever you find wait, more final. Like, talking about with BBLs? No, no man, we were just trying to feel dead right. air. But can we just hear about the, you buying fake shoes at homecoming so we can move on? I really want. I was trying to avoid that, but okay. Um, yeah, so for homecoming, before homecoming weekend came up, my boy hit me up and was like. Man, uh, you want them dunks? And I was like, you know, to be honest, I wasn't really thinking about getting them. Like, it wasn't really on my radar. But I was like, well, you know, well, if you're offering, you know, I'm down. And he was like, yeah, they're like 180. You know what I'm saying? Um, send, um, my boy works for, for Nike. And uh, what he does is he just didn't have to hook up. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just the plug. I was like, oh, for real? Like, that's, that's a good look. So he, um, so. We send him the 180, so I send him the 180 or whatever. And then he was like, man, he got other shoes too. So I was like, you know, um, my wife was looking at the Panda Dunks. So I was like, let me get those. Um, he said I can get the Travis Scotts for like 500. So I was like, you know, I ain't going to get them now, you know what I'm saying? But after Christmas, I'm going to hit you up because that's a great deal. You know what I'm saying? Like everything sounded like I was coming up roses. Like I got a plug. I'm feeling really smug and good about myself. So anyway, um, Fast forward to homecoming weekend, I'm driving. He's telling me, he's like, yeah, you're going to get the shoes that week. But he's, he still never hit me up about the shoes. Come, like, you know, uh, Thursday, I'm driving to Tallahassee. He says his boy lives in Gainesville. I'm in Ocala. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm in, in Ocala. Let me go by and just get the shoes from old boy. And he was like, oh, the shoes ain't here yet. I'm like, what you mean the shoes ain't here yet? He's like, oh, the shoes will get here probably... Um, like late on Friday, so you could probably get him from him on Saturday. He'll come up to Tallahassee and get him from him on Saturday morning or whatever. And I was like, man, that's annoying because I really wanted to wear them on Friday. I didn't want to be like everybody else wearing them shits at the game, but it was whatever. So anyway, they call me like at eight in the morning. I get up and I meet some lady, like some old older woman, and and she's like, um. She said, we meet at the gas station to give me the box of shoes. And she dip immediately. I didn't even open the box good. She just like, here, scoop. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. It's whatever. 
So the first thing I look at is the box. The box is a red box with Nike on it. Now, all the boxes for the Ducks have yard runners, but my boy told me in advance, he's like, man, if you want the, the yard runners box, you got to you know, to wait a, a week or so. I was like, man, I don't give a fuck about a box. I just want the shoes, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't give a fuck about a box. It's cool. If they ran out of boxes, he said they ran out of boxes. So I'm like, okay. Sure they run out of boxes. Sure Nike runs out of boxes. Anyway, Nike, Nike doesn't run out of boxes. Anyway, so I open, so I'm driving back to the hotel. I open the box and I'm like, oh yeah, you bitches thought you could. You know, one, one time for my connect, I take pictures of them. I put it on my Instagram story. Um, niggas is like, I'm hating nigga, man. I wish I could have got there, man. I didn't get him, man. You, you a king. I made you, I made so, you feel so, good, didn't it? At this point, you, 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 you were feeling yourself. You was really good. I was, I was on top of the world. I was like, this has been a wonderful homecoming weekend thus far, and I got my shoes to step on these whole ass mm, niggas. Yeah, them so I was really on. feeling good. I mean, I know the the last scene, Colette looked like a J, but I was like, nigga, they might be in cursive. I don't know. So I just kept on driving. Times the Roman. Next thing you know, the homegirl, um, Sheena, my doctor, sends me a message. And she's like, um, put those down. Put that picture down, sweetie. That's fake. And I was like, bitch, please. Mm. This shit's real. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are real-ass sneakers. I mean, I know that we brag different spacing is kind of off. But niggas do be in a hurry <laughs> when they so choose. <laughs> spacing is off. Oh, boy. So I was just like. I was like, nah, nah, they, these are real. She's like, nah, nah, chef, I got the real ones. And I'm going to show you a picture. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture right away. But she sent me a picture of, of the real ones, and they were marketedly different. There was a few things. The stitching, the real ones have orange stitching at the bottom. Uh, the the last scene, Colac, is a C. It's not a J. And then the we brag different, they don't do no double spacing. There is no pause or a period in that we brag different. It's just a statement at the end. Uh, what your, what your shit had a comma in it or something? <laughs> kind of. Oh, had a pregnant pause. It was like, we brag different. Dissimilar. So, yeah. There's so some I differences was, to our bragging. So, so, so is, like, your homeboy, is your homeboy who sold you these shoes to your homeboy? Because it doesn't sound like he's a good homeboy. So here's the thing. And this is where I messed up. And, and this and this is this nigga is my my friend. No, no, like, no, it doesn't like sound like a scale of one to ten. Like he's a, uh, he's up there. Like, he's like, a, he, like A5Q or Alpha. He A5Q. He played oh, okay. sax. Yeah, no, you fought. Yeah, you, you fought with him real tough. He's like a brother. He's, he's really like a brother. brother. <laughs> he played the saxophone at my wedding, and he's like a professional saxophone player. He's like world renowned and shit. He he's a good guy. So I figured he was connected because he's in the music industry, and that's I, that's why I was like, this is a real connection but then when i dug deeper he was like well the plug is my he's a sigma as well as as, as i am a kappa he is a sigma and he um he 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 said it was a sigma line brother i was like that's not this what i thought it was gonna be and then he was like is his his homeboy um is a is in the nba i was like i thought you said i thought you said your, your plug worked worked for for nike and he's like nah <laughs> like, what? He's Nike affiliated. I was like, "How is he Nike affiliated?" <laughs> he's like, he plays for um, Oklahoma City Thunder. And I was like, "What, nigga?" Hey, so he's running like a a, a Fugazi shoe racket. Wow. At any rate, 
the nigga, at any rate, the nigga, I was like, he called me after I after my doctor told me to put the picture down. I called him, and he's like, "Man, it's all bad, dog." I was like, "What?" So he, he found out they were fake too. He's like, "Man, as soon as I saw the picture, I was about to call you and tell you to delete that because them shits is fake." And I was like, "What?" But he never called you. No, no. Right. It, all this happened within like five minutes. It was like a five minute um, time span or whatever. But he never called you. Your doctor called you, but he didn't call you. She called me as soon as I posted it, basically. She posted, like, she called me seconds after I posted it. Is she a sneakerhead, or they were just she that is. fucking bad that she knew? Oh, so, okay. so She's a sneakerhead, but she also got the shoes from a store the week before. They sent you the shoes directly, or they sent it to your boy first? They sent it to my boy, and then... And he didn't no, look no, at the shoes? No, no, no. They didn't send it to my boy. They sent it to my boy's line brother, um, and then his line brother's auntie... Gave them to me at the gas station. And nobody looked at the shoes. I don't think any, like, that's the thing. I think he did look at the shoes, but he didn't know that it was fake. You got to look at the shoes. Who doesn't look at the shoes? Even if they're not my no, no, shoes, no. if they're new shoes, I'm going to open the box. I'm not going to put them on, but I'm going to look at the shoes. No, this nigga, this nigga put the shoes, because this is the thing. I got all my money back because I paid for the dunks and I paid for those, like, the, the dunks for my wife and then the shoes for myself. And he gave me all the money back, um, but he came to the hotel to get the fake shoes from me. And he had on the fake shoes. He was like, man, I'm going to have to just eat this because, I mean, but I don't, I don't think niggas going to be able to tell. I was like, thing is this, niggas probably wouldn't be able to tell. No, they didn't tell. It, no, no, no. Here's my thing. <clears throat> I don't think they'd be able to tell like this weekend or any other weekend of the year. They wouldn't be able to tell homecoming weekend. Because everybody was wearing them. You put the shoes on. You put the shoes on. And your doctor called you within five minutes and told you they was fake. What the fuck you makes you think that people are not going to know that no, they no, fake? No, no, I took a picture of the shoes. Like, I would like, and took a picture of the shoes. It was like a, a close-up picture. It so you're like saying as long, as long as you're in motion, nobody can, like, as long as you're doing yeah, like that. Just I'm, saying, like, I'm saying, I'm saying. Wear them to a night party. You can't wear them to a day party. Wear them to a day party. Then wear them at a family event. You had to wear them like, like, cause then my boy was like, well, I guess you cut cut the grass in them. I was like, I guess I could cut the grass. In. So if they're so indiscernible, why you ain't keep them? For if they're so indiscernible, why you ain't keep them? No, no, he wanted because he said I had to give him the shoes back because he has how he gets the refund. I was like, well, why you need a refund if they're so that indiscernible? That nigga's go. That nigga's gonna sell it to somebody else. Yep, he's absolutely. gonna sell it to somebody who didn't hey, know nobody. Your whole boy so grifter. How did they fit? Did they fit like all weird? They fit fine. They look. That's normally a giveaway too. Like if they fit, they fit weird. They were comfortable. They they didn't fit crazy around any part of my foot. They they I walked around. They felt great. I was like, oh, these are nice. I never owned dunks. I was like, oh, these are, hey, these these are comfortable I shoes. Counted, I counted some fake jays one time. I know that's your homeboy. He plays saxophone at your daddy funeral or whatever. But uh, I knew it. I knew it. Wedding. Oh, at a wedding. Ugh. That nigga oh, a grifter, dog. You that, my dad. You know, nobody sat playing saxophone. <laughs> Wait, there was. There was. You're right. There was a girl playing saxophone. That was a woman. Anyway. Uh, um, she was... She, hot, but, yeah. Never mind. That's another story for another day. No, no, no. no, no. Whoops. Yeah. That's his line brother's daughter. Amen. But, um, so that's like our cousin, kind of. No, no. Yo, cousin. <laughs> but yeah, so um, 
that's my thing. But we all got played basically, so we all got our money back. Um, I don't want to put this uh, in a hole, but they 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 down like about twenty points in my book. Did takeoff get the real shoes? What? Segway. Yeah. That was a rough segue, dog. Rest in peace to take off. Um, I thought y'all got to that. Rest in peace to take off, man. Um, member of the Migos. He was murdered at a birthday party in Houston a few weeks back. Um, I think my initial thoughts on this, which are pretty consistent. I think we. I think a rapper gets killed every month at this point. Is that is that about right? Does it count as murder? Does it count as murder? How's it not murder? Does it count as a homicide? I mean, what, I mean, nobody was trying to kill Takeoff. He just right. I think it. I think it was manslaughter. So oh, from what I hear, from again, this is all hearsay and Instagram logic, right? So apparently, it was a dice game. They said Quavo was being loud and whatever, annoying, rumbunctious, doing a lot, arguing with one of the Texas niggas, whatever. They get into it to the point where one of the security, one of the niggas with me goes, pulls and starts shooting and hits takeoff. And at that point, the Houston nigga starts shooting again. But they said that the bullet that killed the nigga was probably from his from his man's. So that's why I was like, uh, is it really murder more so manslaughter? Because I don't think the intent was to kill, take off anybody's intent, even if he got hit with a bullet. Um, which, I mean, before we get into like, is this a, a, a rapper thing? It's just like, I just know that them niggas have to feel bad. Like Quavo has to feel bad because, um, so Quavo and Takeoff are that's his nephew? Yeah, Takeoff is Quavo's nephew. Right. So because of whatever the fuck you doing, you know what I'm saying? He gets shot because of that. Not get shot, he he dies because of that. Then you have uh offset takeoff and Quavo. Offset, who was beefing with them niggas for the last at least let's say six months to a year. So you've had this bad blood with your that's his cousin, right? Yeah. All them niggas look alike. Right, cousins, right. They're cousins. Over what? You know what I'm saying? Like life is too short. So now you got these two niggas who probably both feel like shit, you know what I'm saying, at night when they go to bed, because one of them wasn't talking to the nigga and the other one indirectly has something to do with the murder, man. So I just, you know. It's just fucked up on all accounts. And a lot of times it'd be the one nigga don't have shit to do with it that ends up getting killed. He was the odd man out, period, in both those situations. He was just kind of like just minding his business. Right. This is Boys in the Hood. This, he He's Ricky. Right. Yeah, he's Ricky. That's fair. So, um, then, so, then, after the, so then after that, one young nigga from Houston ends up getting killed like a few days later. Did he get killed in jail? Did he get killed in jail? I I thought he got killed. I don't know. For whatever reason. Or I, I saw a mug shot, so maybe he wasn't killed in jail. No, I don't think he was killed in jail, but he got uh killed because he he might have been the nigga arguing with Quavo. Who knows? But again, I mean that that doesn't bring 
takeoff back. And again, he wasn't the nigga who shot takeoff. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. It's just violence, beginning violence, which is uh, uh, an issue. But you, so you go back to your point about a rapper dying every month. Rapper dying every month. I mean, but also, I mean, it's just, I think we talk about gun violence a lot of times when it's in the scope of a mass shooting. And I think we've, and we talked about mass shootings um, to, to exhaustion at this point, but I don't think we talk enough about how much violence there is just among black folks. Like, this was a situation where, I mean, dice games end up pretty violent. Always. And dice games can be shady. But usually, like, back in the G, maybe niggas would start would pull out a, a blade or something where niggas would just scrap. These niggas, this nigga Quavo lost and was just talking shit. I don't know if that warrants a shooting. Maybe it just warrants a fade. I mean, if all y'all niggas are supposed to be rich and successful, shouldn't have anything to no, do it, with it. No, it, it doesn't warrant. So the answer is no, it doesn't. Words, <laughs> it, does, it doesn't. It definitely doesn't warrant a shooting. And I mean, do it words warrant a fade? I mean, I don't. I no, I'm saying like at the very most, it should warrant a fade. Like, I mean, it could just be words and be done with it. I mean, because I don't see the point of. But again, the way. I'm not. I'm not saying that. But, it, but we but see it too going much. To, yeah, but going to uh, five thousand's point, like, like if you lost fair and square, like nigga, what are we arguing about? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm a puss yeah. ass nigga. I'm this. I'm that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just black men and especially rappers have to live up to this bravado machismo type of image, where like. Again, again, it's all unnecessary because why y'all shooting dice at a bowling alley when bowling is such a fun game to do, you know, and you can gamble on bowling. You know what I'm saying? But like, just shooting dice at a, I mean, and I'm and I'm an avid and and I'm an avid like (laughs) dice roller, so I know it's funny coming from me. But I mean, I don't do that shit anymore. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not gonna be like, oh, they can't go to dice game. They where the dice at? Nah, like. You gotta grow grow out of some shit, man. Go I mean, because is there anything, is there anything more cliche than a bunch of rappers dying in a dice game? Like, right. it's like it's written straight out of a of a uh, a John Singletary movie. Like, it's not even. It's so okay. cliche that it's like that really happened. Yeah, that would make me. Is it feel John nice. Singleton? There we go, John hey. Singleton. John hey. Singletary hey. played linebacker. Mike, oh, was that Mike, Mike Singletary? Mike Singletary. Yeah, Mike, yeah, there Mike it is. <laughs> We're gonna get it we're gonna get it right. Ding. Ding. Um, but yeah, um but maybe think about I mean there's been other violent incidents of like I mean I could think of just recently at a football game here in Orlando at Jones High School on Saturday. Jones High School is like the oldest black high school in Florida. Um there was a shooting there at, at the football game. A student was killed, several were injured. Um there was a shooting uh, at University of Virginia that was yesterday, wasn't it? Just um, real quick. No, I'm gonna say real quick. Point of order. Um, you said Jones. It's not uh, yeah. the oldest like high school in Florida. That would be Stanton. But... <laughs> Wait, what was Stanton? What was Stanton found it? I don't know, but just trust me on that. Um. Uh, 
I'm one day we're working on that. One day, day we're going to get us a stat person. Right. Real time. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, but then there was a shooting at UVA um, yesterday <coughs> where three members of the football team were killed. I think by another – was he a former member of the football team? I don't know, but he was black. Uh, yeah, he was. He's a uh, he's a brother. I heard that. I didn't want to say that part. I heard that's what I heard too. I mean, you got to report the news, man. The way it is. I mean, okay, I'm I mean, back. It is what you're, you're, right. you're right. The schools the school's history dates to the 1860s, serving as the first school for black students in the state of Florida. Um, mm-hmm. It says 1867 elsewhere, but it says 1860. But that's okay. Yeah, it's cool. My bad. Okay, so Stanton is the oldest school in Florida, so I guess Jones. It makes it makes sense because it's close to like you know Georgia. It seems like you would go further down, and well, you can't go further down because if you go back to if you go back to the Civil War, there was nothing below Tallahassee. So that's what I'm saying. I'm saying as it progressed, you would go like start up top. It would have to be something in the Panhandle. Was Stanton ever burned down by chance? Yes. That might be what happened. If you don't get burned down, you're not really historical. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga or black. Right. I I don't think Jones ever got burned down, but it was founded in 1895, so I'll stand corrected. Oh, you had to go check? I had to check. That's what I just went by. (laughs) That nigga said, don't ever question me. Don't ever question me. I'm just, no, I mean, I'm not saying that. I I wouldn't have looked it up if you were checking too. No no reason to duplicate efforts. Oh, no, I thought you. so you, you, already, you already knew where it was found it then. Well, oh, that's where you went, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, boy, you don't have no intel when you walk on the battlefield, huh? You just be out here doing shit. No, I read an article that said Jones was the oldest high school um, in Florida. But you were arguing with, like, the Stanton nigga, like. Hey, man, you know we, have a, know we have a platform with, like, millions of listeners, and, like, you would just sully everybody's brain and, like, they go to like trivia night and they be like, "Oh yeah, I know Jones is the oldest black." No, wrong. That's not true. Right? Wrong. That's anyway. only because. Anyway, that's gun violence. We're talking about gun violence, but um, so that's what's going on. I mean, I don't think we talk enough about the root of it. I mean, I think it all comes down to ego, in my opinion. Like just from. From the conversation we've seen, the root of it, like it's all, that seemed like just the go-to, like niggas is just weaker. I saw a video, I don't know if y'all niggas saw this shit on Instagram, where they were at a basketball game, like a pickup basketball game, like at the YMCA or something. And somebody said something to this young nigga he didn't like. And he went to the, the bleachers, pulled out his pistol, cocked it, and put it back in his basketball shorts. Yeah, and the old that. head saw him coming back and was like hemmed them up like what are you doing what's wrong with you like niggas is like crazy I think they have too many guns uh go ahead I mean we can go to deeper and like not having the tools uh of like conflict resolution and more so uh an upbringing issue it's not just ego um but I mean, we're not gonna get that deep into it, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 fucked up. I mean, but a lot of niggas can't fight. A lot of niggas don't know how to deal with embarrassment. It's just a whole bunch of, sh- I mean, which goes back to ego, um, and just a lot of niggas just don't know how to deal with their own issues. Like a lot of black 
black men are dealing with a whole lot of shit. I mean, you, you deal with self-worth. I mean, how they feel about themselves um, and which reflects how they feel about other people. So if they don't value their own life, they're not going to value your life. Um, it's just a whole, whole bunch of shit, I'm sure. I think black people just fucking play too much. Like, bad situations, they ultimately end up bad. Somebody getting shot, somebody fucked up by police, somebody thrown in jail, somebody profiled. You're on the bad. You're you're on the bad side of a situation, but typically that starts with something small, and that's typically somebody that's fucking playing too much. Like, we had no business to be playing a fucking dice game outside of a fucking casino. When you walk into a casino, there are motherfuckers there with puffy coats and there's security and there's people that's watching. They are there getting paid or making a living for a reason because this shit can ultimately get out of hand. Somebody's gonna get hurt. Somebody's gonna get shot at somebody. I mean, that's just what happens when we have dice game. I've seen black people play with the fucking police. You know the police don't have no love for us, so why are you playing with the fucking police? I've seen black people lean on the police car. I've seen them piss on police cars. People, like, a sporting event will happen, you'll see black people on top of a police car. It's like, wait a minute. Every, knowing everything that you know, why are you doing that? You know what I'm saying? Black people just do whatever the fuck they want to do, and they think it's all fun and games until it turns into... Uh, uh, a conflict or it's a consequence type of situation me my whole life is risk management I be like look man everything that I do I gotta weigh the risk on if that's something that I wanna do if it's worth the worst case scenario you know what I'm saying we always look at the best case scenario oh man and more than likely nothing's gonna happen yeah but something could happen you know what I'm saying and that's what the fuck happened and y'all out here talking shit at the ice game you got your nephew killed you know what I'm saying that's fucked up that is a horrible fucking situation to be in you take the Kyrie Irving situation. Yeah, you got your shit off. You know what I'm saying? You you wanted to be woke or whatever the fuck it is. You wanted to promote something, but you didn't do no risk management in your head and think of the worst case scenario. You just thought it was all good. Oh, man, I say what I can fucking say. And if not, you know what I'm saying? That'll be cool. And it was not cool. People took offense to that shit. And now you got to defend your fucking job. Black people fucking play too much. Black people want to talk shit to the wrong nigga. Oh, I can say whatever the fuck I want to do with this nigga. Like this nigga not gonna do shit. First off, let's let's take a step backwards. If you have to travel to a state in a country that you are a citizen of, and you have to get protection from somebody in that state, you're probably not in a bad, in a good situation. Why anybody can travel to Texas? Texas is an open state. There are open borders. Why do you need to call who is it? Mob ties? Who the fuck is it? I think so. Mob, yeah, the mob boy, whatever about. it is. Why do you have to trap? Why do you have to call the mob boys or whatever the fuck it is to travel to a state in a country that you are a citizen of? Obviously, you're not doing. You're not living your life right. Obviously, you're doing something you're not supposed to do. If you got to call somebody else for protection, I ain't nobody. I don't have no money, and I don't have to call nobody for no protection in any state in the union. So obviously, you up to some fuck shit. What did you think was going to happen? You make a, a good point about having to call in niggas, but I think that's a a hip hop thing. And hip hop is trying to self destruct. <laughs> because what kind of shit is it where you have to like like that young man who got killed, PNB Rock, the one who got killed in LA, they said he didn't check in. I'm like, you can't go get a waffle, nigga, you gotta call somebody. That's some gang. That's some gang shit. That's some organized crime shit. That's like protection from like the mafia, which is not really protection. It's just 
paying niggas off uh, so you don't get robbed or killed, which is goofy. Like, that's why this shit happens every month, because there's infrastructure in place that isn't positive. It's, it's shit that's kind of set up for niggas to fail, in my opinion. But, you know, I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe this shit's going to stop next week. Maybe a nigga won't get killed um, in uh, November. Maybe it'll be a moratorium or something. But I doubt it, like, because there's always something. It ain't. Really... That's the sizzle. There's no mm. stake. What stake without the sizzle? It's like taking pledging out of fraternities and sororities. That's the sizzle. That's the product. You can't so take. You, you can't violence. take that out so you, the product. So you think the violence is the product? Like you have to infuse the violence into the hip hop. Yes, people. We're here for the violence. That's why white people love it because they get to watch us kill each other and be right. violent and be reckless and be provocative, and they can go back to their neighborhood and they can watch it like it's on TV. But we don't get it. Hell, we'll live that fucking life. There are niggas that their mama and daddy make six figures. They work good jobs and they become rappers and then go become a gang affiliated. Why did you do that? Your mama and daddy already made good money. Why did you do that? But what's ill about it, like, so we get to it later. Um, When I looked at the best rap album nominees, None of the niggas is violent. <laughs> None of the albums were like trappy or drilly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like Jack Harlow. It was K Dot. You know what I'm saying? It was, uh, I think, Fu- no, Future. Future just toxic. He ain't violent. So it was Future. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was people that don't even fit into the genre. And I would, I would even venture to say, these people are the highest earners in hip hop. It's not necessarily none of these niggas that got killed that we never heard of. You know what I'm saying? Um, with the exception of Takeoff. I don't even think the Migos were exceptionally violent. I think they made fun like club music. Uh, so it's like I think niggas need to change their, their minds. It is it it is something deeper to J. Joe's point. I mean, it's deeper than ego because then you have to get into the root cause of that. Where does that come from? Insecurity, where does that come from? And then you go delve deeper. I mean, and we're not having we don't have the time for that conversation to delve into black men's psyche. But it's something that's missing. Um, and I want them to to get it. No. I don't like Drake at all. Niggas play will, too much, bro. Like, it is, but there, there, there are niggas right like, now. There, you know, regular niggas. Oh, you know, regular niggas who work for Kellogg's that have Dracos in their fucking trunk. For what? <laughs> and the thing about right. it is, you think it's all fun and games until because you heard it on a rap record. Fuck it, I fucking nigga up or whatever. But once you introduce a gun into any conf- conflict type situation, you are putting your life at risk. You're putting your life in danger, and people don't realize that. There are a lot of niggas out here playing. They playing too fucking much. And y'all don't have to do that. And it's become a cultural thing. Mm. Like everybody, when they take off their lab coats from working at Walgreens or their, their brown uniform from UPS or their garbage man uniform or their, you know, whatever uniform you wear, we're all good citizens at daytime making good money. People want to go home and play. And they want to be gangsters and shit. And they want to have backpack guns. And they want to be this, that, and the third. And they putting their life in danger. Because they, they want to be something be that they're not. Being Whatever happened to just going to the club and just kicking it and getting on some hoes and going home. 
Niggas don't like hoes the most, but that's a whole nother. No, no, that's, a, that's Nick don't like hoes conversation. Preach, preach. You might as well go on the uh, Drake now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about it. Um, then we go. Okay, yeah. So new music came out. Also, I've been out. Um, Drake's album came out with Twenty One Savage. Um, I do have an opinion. I know everyone is it's pretty well documented. I I like to be consistent in the fact that I'm not a big Drake fan. It's 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 because he doesn't make music that resonates with me. I would say that most hip hop that like most rap doesn't resonate with me either. I'm an R and B person. That's that's kind of my shit. Um, and Rick Ross because it's aspirational and positive. But anyway, Drake came out with an album with Twenty One Savage. Um, I don't really have. I really don't have a problem with Twenty One Savage. I think he makes pretty decent music. He could be introspective. Um, but this album, I listened to like I listened to it. Like I gave it a listen because we have a podcast, and I want to give my opinion in a way that's fair. Um, and I didn't enjoy it um, mostly because, and not not to say that he didn't rap well because he did. I think Drake is a talented artist. Um, his just his message doesn't resonate with me. His 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 demographic is women primarily, but I think what he did was he shunned them by being very disrespectful. Um, moreover, he kind of stuck with his kind of sassy bars, which I'm not a fan of. Um, so I I didn't like the album. I mean, Twenty One Savage maybe rapped uh, twenty one bars. Like he didn't really contribute a lot to the album. To make it a, a, a album for both of them. It was really just kind of a Drake album with a 21 feature. So that's that I really wasn't a big fan of it. But um, what were y'all thoughts? So um, I disagree with you on, on everything that you just said. Yeah. Um, hey man, that <laughs> al- that album got slaps on it. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but man, I like Toxic Drake. You know what I'm saying? It's not going over well because of the Meg situation and people that don't, I mean, people probably already know. He has those two lines where he's dissing Meg and he also disses Serena's husband, like by name. Like I say, Serena, your husband is a groupie type shit, right? But Drake has always been sassy yep. as fuck. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, would. But y'all, y'all, I'm talking to women because pr- primarily that's who quote his lyrics in their like uh instagram captions and you can tell that that's what this song i mean this album was he was trying to give a whole lot of quotables so like i don't talk to broke boys right why would you say that on the song that he he wanted that to be a caption it's just a whole bunch of shit that he wanted women to like you know regurgitate or whatever man wanted to put that on captions and shit but because women aren't fucking with him right now, like he doesn't have any cheerleaders. Like, so this is the first time where like Drake has really been the butt of like all the jokes. Like right now, Drake isn't cool. Now, how crazy is that? Like this nigga's been air quote like the coolest nigga going for like the last decade. You know what I'm saying? But now you see cartoon where well, this nigga sassy, he's crossing his legs, he's making his ass clap. It's all types of shit out there. It's like cool to diss Drake now. And I mean, it goes back to like that adage, like 
if the hero lives long enough, he'll eventually become the villain. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where he's just outlived his coolness. You know what I'm saying? It is crazy that the, you know, let's say what the, uh, it's like a double-edged sword or whatever. Maybe by the sword, die by the sword. So the same way that he got his fan base, the women are the same ones that are like killing this nigga's career because niggas don't really care. You know what I'm saying? Most niggas is like chef that could, you know, if the, if Drake is playing in the club, he'll dance, but he ain't really going back to the album. Me, I like Drake. Drake is rapping his, actually rapping his ass off on here. And 21 Savage is rapping his ass off too. I, I prefer Drake and 21 Savage over Drake and Future or Drake and whoever else to fuck. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I thought it was a good, uh, I, I think it's a pretty good fucking album. Like, but again, you know, I'm, I like Toxic Drake. Uh, I mean, it should have came out in the summer. It's supposed to be cuffing season, and this nigga is going to have niggas like, well, not niggas because ain't nobody listening to it but me, but I'm just saying, it's not a lot of like love music that you would think would come from a nigga when it starts getting cold. Oh my it was definitely a summer boy album. Yeah. Thing is, the album is actually doing pretty well. It's like one of the top um, spinning albums. I, I, I mean, you you would you wouldn't know because he, literally nobody's he's singing that praises. Drake is the Tom Brady of rap. He's the Tom Brady of hip hop. Everybody's going to hate him, and he's probably the most successful rapper in a span of time. Yeah, he has like he has like about five of the top ten albums yeah. on the Billboard Hot 100 yeah. singles. I mean, he, it's all singles because you know, radio's dead. He's, he's not the most talented. He's not the best lyricist. He doesn't have the best delivery. You know, he doesn't have the best narrative or story. But you can't argue with the production, and that's just what Drake is. And but that, he also is a marketer. Like he makes music for the Jezo's point for quotes. So you could use all that shit on TikTok. Those are those are those are spins. Bro, like I mean, just look at look at what oh fuck. Pink Spice, what the fuck? Ice Spice and yeah, Glorilla. Ice Spice. These motherfuckers are not rapping about anything, but they are getting motherfucking streams. Because yeah. they got quotables. They got fucking catchy ass shit that women who do a lot of streaming are fucking with. Drake knows that. Drake's got people on the team that's saying, look, man, you could you could do an album for niggas, but niggas not going to stream that shit. It's not niggas that's on Spotify and, and iTunes music like that spinning. It's the women. So we got to do something in that lane. You know what I'm saying? And Drake understands that. Drake can all Drake can do an album that niggas is gonna fuck with any time. I mean, he could do an album with '90s R&B samples and '90s hip hop samples and rap about regular shit at any given time. But that's just not what he wants to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, he makes music for the moment. I would say that, and we get and this kind of segues into the Nas discussion. He makes albums that we're not gonna remember in 30 years. I would also. Ooh, I don't know about that now. Now, uh, what is it? Uh, his early shit. Maybe his early shit. So um, far, so gone. Yeah. Um, comeback season. What's uh? What was it? Was it Thank Me Later or Take Care? What was Take uh, what Care? Are we, what are we talking about? Drake albums. Will you be listening to Drake albums in thirty years? Yes. Yes, nigga. Niggas will definitely listen to Drake albums in thirty years. You think Drake will still be rapping in thirty years? No, because he'll be fucking sixty. Right. Yeah. Nas is damn near 60. Uh, I mean, 
But but Nas is a different Snoop, Nas is a different type Nas is a different type of rapper though. He's right, and and Nas didn't it wasn't putting out as much music as that nigga was doing like a verse every year. What I'm saying is because of the the talent and the skill set, and, and going into the Twenty One Savage argument. Um, Nas is always going to be relevant because of the type of musician he is. And I, and I think the issue I have with hip-hop going into the gun violence and the, and the shortness of life is that unlike rock that goes to classic rock, we don't allow hip-hop to go into classic hip-hop. We don't, we don't have enough artists who are just legacy acts that have been around since the beginning that niggas respect. Like niggas will look at Sugar Hill Gang like get your goofy ass out here. We don't hear no hip hop, a hippity hip hop. I'm not shit. gonna say that because the old heads definitely. My mama just told me my mama's not a hip hop head. My mama said for her birthday, uh, uh, Sugar Hill is having a concert and she's gonna be there. But are you gonna be there? I mean, I don't need that's to be there. That, that's not my classic. That. That's not that's my classic. That's the point. Like we can listen. Like if Anita Baker came when Anita Baker comes to DC, you might see Anita Baker. If Earth, Wind, and Fire comes, but you they can't. Have a, they have, they, have, they literally have a Legends of Hip Hop tour that goes right. around, and, and you they have, have a tour. They have the the mountain. But everybody West trying to see that shit though. Yes, yeah. you're wrong in this. But one. I, yes, I, but I also I think, think that right. you can't compare Ice Cube, Ice Cube, Too Short, Snoop Dogg, and yeah. and whoever the fourth nigga E40. Like nigga, no, and those are the ones. It's not that many. Like hip hop has been around since. At this point, hip hop is like what. 50 years old. Right, I, right, because that was inception of hip-hop, right? So the niggas who were listening, them niggas are 50 and 60, right? So they they got their hip-hop introduction, they also were listening to other shit, too, like 80s pop and white yacht rap. I mean, yacht rock and shit like that. But we grew up into hip-hop, so if our legends, which are the Scarfaces and the fucking Nazis, that's what I'm saying, like Busta Rhymes and all them old niggas, like, we're still we're, we're probably still listening to them, we'll probably go to a concert when we get 50 also, I mean, them niggas be, if they still rapping and shit. Drake can, make, Drake, Drake can make hits, man, like, Drake yeah. can always make a hit, he'll pull a hit at his ass if he needs to. He Dr- just Drake I, has I enough. I think yeah, Drake just, has enough material now to be Frankie Beverly and Maze-ish of hip hop. He can. He doesn't need anybody to open. He's got enough tracks. What y'all think about the Nas album, by the way? Outstanding. Everything about Nas, great, great music. I think it make me cry on every King's Disease. Like <laughs> it'd be some shit that hits me, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I thought that was a great album. I'm on my my eighth spin. I listen to it constantly. So I mean, he didn't get a Grammy nomination for King's Disease too. I'm, I think because it was maybe the timing thing. Didn't he win for King's Disease too? I think he won for King's Disease too. He wasn't nominated for that, but I think King's Disease three is going to get a nomination for next year. I I don't think it matters, and I don't think Nas even fucking cares. I mean, he don't care. His name is cemented, you know what I'm saying, in on the Mount Rushmore. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I'm sure he'll be ecstatic to get a fucking Grammy, but I don't think he's doing it for the fucking Grammys. I think he's doing it for hip hop. I mean, that's just the type of nigga that he is. I'm doing this shit for fucking hip hop. You know? Um No, yeah. 
agree. But it's 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 great music, man. It's just it's fusing music with with the lyrics that he's always had, man. Because he never quite always had the music and the production that he needed. It was just him spitting. Um, but it's like a lot of good music, you know what I'm saying? And it's it's kind of how y'all feel about Kendrick when y'all getting all that jazz shit. That's how I feel when I listen to Nas, man. And that's probably my favorite rapper. So um, I love King's Disease. I hope he keeps fucking doing shit. I hope he keeps, I hope we on King's Disease fucking eight, you know what I'm saying, one day. Um, I, I, think I, I bought King's Disease one and two on vinyl. I look forward to buying the third one on vinyl too. It's on vinyl? Is that, was it hard to get? No. Um. Yeah. Check. 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 Like Walmart. Walmart has a whole lot of records. Um. And shout out to uh, Gary Indiana's own uh, Freddie Gibbs. That nigga's album is in heavy rotation. Hey boy, that um, nigga shit is. Hey, whew, he got one with that Freddie one. Freddie Gibbs correct though. I don't think people. Like he was. He got into a little bit of shit this year, being goofy and not acting like a forty-year-old man, but. He still makes great music. Like he just needs to go up. But all, great music. all that nigga's pro- projects uh, are good. Like that nigga can really wrap his face off. And like, like you said, he doesn't really get the respect uh, that he's due. But like all his albums, one that he had with um, Alchemist, like uh, was that mm-hmm. Alfredo or whatever. That shit, yeah. that shit doesn't have to every rotation too. So I fuck with Gibbs. I think the best rappers are really. They like in their forties, forty and forty or better. I don't, I don't know if it gets to the point where you just you put your ten thousand hours in, and you just kind of get into a, a groove that you just know what to do at this point. I might do what it is, but I want to see that for these young rappers, honestly, to go full circle. Like I want, I want to see Twenty One Savage get to the point where he's like, I'm, an, I'm a grown man and really just switching it up, like. I feel like my fear is we're not going to see that for a lot of these young rappers because of all the bullshit that's going on right now. But, you know, I think I think I think younger, the next generation was a Gen Z. And after that, I think they live life faster, but they they grow slower. You know what I'm saying? Mm, Like like, like maturity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we we didn't have enough as much information. You know what I'm saying? We didn't get exposed to as much stuff as quickly, but the shit we did get exposed to was like real life shit. You know what I'm saying? Like failure. Like we saw failure quick, you know what I'm saying? And we weren't allowed to really process failure and loss. Like you just, you got to deal with that shit. Like nigga, like I understand you upset and all of this type of shit. You know, she don't fuck with you. You got to get over that shit. Or yeah, I know that your uncle died, but you got to fucking get over that shit. Or your homeboy died. I I get it, but it's the '90s. Everybody's fucking dying. You got to get over that shit. We didn't. We that was a, that was a conversation. It's kind of weird because we weren't really afforded the luxury of shit like anxiety and depression, like or feelings, or feelings, any, any type of feelings. Like if something is or wrong with you, you need to pick up one of these habits. You got a choice between gambling, drugs, and liquor. Like pick one, use that as your vice, and let's go on about our fucking business. But our we were. And I'm not even gonna really call it coping. We're just we have a harder shell, and we're able to process things a little bit differently, compartmentalize things like that. And it may not be healthy, but it makes us makes us pretty fucking productive. And it also, um, I think people are now they're comparing it to they're comparing depression to things like a disease, right? But if you never expose your immune system to diseases and things like that to infectious diseases, you'll never get an immunity. So if you're never put in situations where you have to cope and work through 
situations that are going to, you know, work through maybe being depressed and anxiety. When you get grown and you witness failure, you witness loss or things not going the way that you're, you want them to go, you're more you're more susceptible to things like depression, anxiety or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You got to expose your kids to that, man. Let the motherfuckers fail. Let the motherfuckers figure it out. They're fine. They're resilient. They're going to be just fine no matter what goes on. But if you don't expose them to that and they live this social media lifestyle where everything is pristine you know, I look great. I'm living life. I got so many likes. I got so many followers. When they finally hit that brick wall of reality that this is not the way that this shit is, that's when depression and anxiety and shit like that creeps in because they're used to that dopamine hit, you know what I'm saying, being so high and so constant. When that shit drops, man, they can't they can't deal with that shit. So you got to prepare your kids for that shit. Yeah. Uh, and and we live living in this, uh, like I said, that dopamine society where like you get praised regardless you know what i'm saying like nigga you could work out like your whole life and have big ears and nigga be like oh look at this big ear ass motherfucker big ear happy motherfucker you know what i'm saying <laughs> like it's nigga you get shot down but now like you post anything on instagram your home girls or people you don't know are gonna be like heart heart eye emojis flames 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 Regardless of how you look, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, you can take that as a good thing or a bad thing. But like you said, it it doesn't strengthen your shell. Like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So all them sessions where you got talked bad to, uh, talk bad about when you was in elementary school or high school, whatever, that I mean, that prepares you for like real life when somebody says something to you and you grow and be like, ah. or you know how to retaliate with your own, you know. Your own dozens or whatever, right? But saw, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, but I, like what Wes, I said, I've said on here before that like as this younger generation is, they're smarter, but they're not wiser because they yeah. don't go through shit. Like, yeah, you know a lot about a lot, but you don't really know. You know what I'm saying? Like, you haven't been, you haven't experienced it. Even when they have experiences, they're not experiencing the shit. I went to uh, my homeboy's sister signed for um, Rock Nation, and um, it was a cool little concert they had at the House of Blues, and like all of them were like on their phones recording it just so they could show it, not really enjoying what's going on right there. Like motherfuckers got to put their phone down. But I got conversation. I went to um, so a few things. I saw I posted a meme one day saying. Um, nobody thinks they're ugly anymore and I don't like that. And I was like, that shit's true. Oh, that shit is the truth. Because all these motherfuckers legit think they're beautiful. I was like, the thing about being ugly is like a like a, a nigga who's like a, a solid six. I'll give myself a 5.8, 26. Here we go. Average. Um, is that makes you have to develop other skills. <laughs> Like, if you're not aesthetically pleasing, you need to be funny. You need to be smart. You need to be charming. You need to have, you need to have something else going on. These motherfuckers are surface as fuck. <laughs> you say they, they say they're ugly and untalented? Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Because they got filters they, and they be ashy and, and stank a little bit. But yeah. so, but then the other thing was this. I was at homecoming. We were at, I was at homecoming. And I was at this... Um, I went to this dinner and it was at this hotel and great this is a hotel that the children can't afford college students weren't staying there they weren't even in at the bar like some of our 
some of her classmates and friends are at the bar at the hotel having drinks. So I went to have drinks with them afterwards. So these are all people that we know, people that make a decent amount of money. Uh, we, we leave the hotel, about to get in the car and go to whatever's next for the evening. I saw, I'm not even bullshitting, I saw about 20 college students, 20 younger women posted out different areas at this hotel outside. They couldn't get inside because they ain't got no money. Taking pictures. Like, dolled up. They got, like, on evening gowns and shit. Taking pictures. Like, posed up. And we was joning on them on the way. I'm like, what, what, what are y'all taking pictures for? I ain't in there. Like, what y'all doing? And they were just like, shut up. And they, <laughs> just literally 20 children outside taking pictures for the gram. Shit's gross. I don't know what's up with these motherfuckers, man. She's weird, bro. always for the ground now. Yeah, and like, but it's so, like, this shit was clearly phony. Like, y'all ain't staying at this hotel. Y'all ain't about to have a drink or eat in this motherfucker. Like, they didn't get in the building at all. But they wanted to give the image. Like, there were some that were had professional photographers on the stairs at the entryway. They were just at the entryway taking pictures. Again, not staying there. Not eating or drinking, just taking pictures for the gun and getting some flicks off. That's gross, man. Fucking weird. It's weird as fuck. But you know what else is weird? Oh, God. Uh, Kyrie Irving. Thought you about to say something about the Jews, boy. I'm about to be like, here we go. This is it. No, no. That's, that's not my point of view. Um, What kind of is? I don't know. Let's get into it. But Kyrie Irving is... Uh, we, we don't have to go about talk about Kanye. I think we talked about Kanye enough. Um, even when we had our last pod, we were still in the Kanye fray, and the shit just got worse, obviously. But then uh, Kyrie Irving came to the picture, um, and I think he's <laughs> taking a lot of uh, Kanye West's slings and arrows. Worried to Dave Chappelle. Um, he um, got in trouble for posting a link about... It was like a documentary, like Hebrews and Negroes or something like that, like about. And I think the premise of the documentary, didn't watch it, don't plan to watch it, um, by the way, was the premise was that black, like the original Jews were people of color. They were Negroes. Um, and then it went to the history of that relationship between black folks and Jewish folks. And I think it, it said that it, at some point that Jews were a part of the slave trade, like Ashkenazi Jews were part of the slave trade. It was, I mean, it was, and it was something that you see on, it was on Amazon. It's something you see on Amazon. Amazon is known for having trash cinema. Um, anybody could literally make a documentary, literally, and you could just kind of, if you market it right, you'll get money for it. It could be factual or not, or it could just be a lot of theoretical stuff. At any rate, he posted the, the link to this documentary without any context. It wasn't necessarily promotion, but he posted the link. Um, people took offense to it, um, and he didn't take it. He deleted the tweet, but he didn't apologize for it, and there was a backlash immediately. There was a backlash on the side of uh, black um, 
like folks in, in sports media. I'm going on Kyrie. Uh, there was backlash from the Anti-Defamation League uh, calling him anti-Semitic. Um, and he said he wasn't. He, he, they asked if he was. He didn't say he wasn't. Made it worse. Um, then a list of punishments came from the NBA and the, uh, and the, and the Brooklyn Nets uh, to the point where it, it's almost gone in reverse where people are like, y'all going too far. And all and that's, how, that's how long it's been as far as this news cycle is taking forever. People are starting to reverse their takes on Kyrie saying that he's becoming like a whooping, a whipping boy. Um, and this is and the punishment doesn't fit the crimes. Is that a, a racist? Uh, I'm black. Exactly. Like whipping boy, a whipping boy. Do we know where that comes from? Probably from the originates. Oh. I wouldn't be surprised. Should you be using that then? I'm black. I'm gonna so Google. Kyrie, it doesn't. Was that, I mean, we weren't the first boys to get whipped, so I'm not sure if it would be. Who were the first boys to get whipped? Probably the first slaves. The Jews. And the Jews were black. Full circle. Look at us. Ah, there we go. That's what I was getting to. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, what was y'all? What are y'all thoughts on this shit? Um, I, I took away shit from this that didn't have anything to do with Kyrie. My main thoughts were just that my people don't get it. You know, I mean, that's just really where my focus was, like our reaction to Kyrie Irving and everybody like overwhelmingly had Kyrie's back and it was like. Well, he's just living his truth and well, but did the did the documentary it's speaking truth and you know, why can't he just say whatever he wants to if the documentary is true? And I'm like, this is why y'all have issues on your job. Mm. Like this is this is it right here. Like my people don't get it. Like this is this is the lesson that you miss with your mama and daddy or whatever household you were brought up in. It was like you can't you can't just say whatever the fuck it is that you want to say when you want to say it just because it's your truth, somebody else's truth, or it might be the truth. The truth is irrelevant as it is concerning you saying just whatever the fuck it is that you want to say. And I, and to me, that's common sense. I don't understand why that's such a complex, uh, a complex thing, you know, complex idea that you can't just say whatever the fuck it is that you want to say. I don't give a damn what the documentary had in it. I don't want to listen to it. I mean, just like Chef said, I don't want to watch it. I don't fucking care. I don't even give a fuck if I'm if I'm a descendant of fucking Jews. Really don't. But everybody's like, oh, man, you got to watch the documentary. They trying to stifle this shit, you know what I'm saying? It's because if the truth gets out, shit about to change things. I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the documentary is about to change, even if it is telling the truth. But what does that have to do with Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving works for an organization who was on TV networks that are largely owned and produced by people of, of Jewish descent for a commissioner who is Jewish. What made you think that you could come out and say anything other than glowing affirmations about Jewish people? I don't understand that. I don't understand it. That's like, that's like your boss's wife has cancer and all her hair is gone. And you say, I mean, what's up with your, I mean, what's up with your bald head wife? Just because she she's bald head and it's true doesn't mean that you can say that. You know what I'm saying? Like it, what's true doesn't fucking matter. 
But everybody came to fucking Kyrie's defense. And I'm like, this is why y'all don't fucking get it. This is why y'all don't fucking win right here. This is why we don't fucking win. Like like Five Stack says, y'all don't understand fucking tact. You don't understand fucking time and fucking place. You don't understand motherfucking reverence and respect for other people's opinions and views. You feel that the only motherfuckers on this planet, on this earth, that are oppressed is you. You know what I'm saying? And you have no sensitivity for that shit. And you feel just because we were oppressed and we were, we have a fucked up situation even to this day. But that doesn't give us license to dismiss somebody else's plight. And they're like, oh, well, I mean, well, I don't think it's offensive. It doesn't matter. The oppressed hold license over the oppression. It doesn't matter if we think it's uh, offensive. If the Jewish people feel that it is offensive, then it is offensive. Let somebody try to tell one of us that some shit that we think is racist is not racist. We will lose our shit. We will lose our collective shit. We want Jesse out, everybody to march upon the Capitol and tell the whitey crackers is wrong. That's how we are. So why can't we in our minds transpose that idea onto other people and think that they don't think the same way as we do. Like it's a double standard, you know what I'm saying? In many ways. And I saw all of that play out with Kyrie. And yes, it goes back to the risk management conversation that we just had. Yes. The justice is not proportionate to the crime. I get that. We're black folks. It never is. The results are never proportionate to the crime. Your job is to make sure that you don't do the fucking crime to put yourself in a situation where someone has to cast judgment on your ass, that might just so happen to be disproportionate. That's the whole gig. That's life. That's the risk management part. Once again, we don't fucking get that. And that's the sad part about this whole thing. All the little lessons that we're supposed to get just reared their ugly heads in how we reacted to Kyrie Irving. Uh, The other part of it is... Once again, we need to separate what should be from what is. So we always fall into this perpetual trap like, well, oh, so-and-so can say this and nothing happens. They only get a 10-minute suspension or so-and-so did that and ain't nothing happened to them. That shit does not work like that for us. And we keep seeing that shit time and time again. I wasn't following this shit real closely, but I understand the largest part of the situation that they claim is what they really banned him for was the fact that they gave him an opportunity to walk it back, and he, like, doubled down on it. And doubling down is never the way to go. Uh, first thing you do when you realize you're in a hole is stop digging. So, yep. uh, <laughs> you know, you're, you, you subject yourself to the whims and wishes of these third parties, you know what I'm saying? And then you can't cry about that shit afterwards because once again, you put yourself here. Nobody put a gun to your head, whatever. Like my dad, you say that all the time about uh T.O. Like he needs to learn that every time they put a fucking mic in his face, he don't have to say nothing. Like you can just say nothing. Marshawn Lynch, like watch him. Like he mastered that shit. Yeah. Turned it into a game. You know what I'm saying? And that's what they got to get to. But you know, when you want to do this pie in the sky, I'm the smartest motherfucker in the room shit, and I'm going to dance around topics and giving you windows and not quite say shit and then play dumb when you ask me about it and all that. That shit ain't, it doesn't fly and it ain't going to fly. And unfortunately, he had learned that the hard way. And, you know, hopefully he's a he's a fairly young guy. He can bounce back from it, whatever. But, I mean, he put his he put himself in the jail. It's like going to jail or something. You know what I'm saying? You wilding, doing some bullshit, then you got the 
wait until they say whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be in no rush. Oh, give me a plea deal. Oh, drop this shit. I ain't do this. The other, did you see this other person doing that? Like, at that point, you in the system until they say so. Yeah. You know, so try to avoid that shit and then you don't find yourself in a fucked up spot. Yeah, but like, going back to uh, what you said at first, like, black people, not black people, no, definitely black people love to pull that, well, such and such did this and it didn't happen to them. Like, yeah, we got to stop doing that as a people. Like, this shit's not fair. The other motherfuckers are never going to get it the way we get it. It's, it just is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that nigga ain't Amazon. That nigga ain't producer. You, you know, where what, where's the beef of Bezos and all this other shit? Like, that nigga's a billion billionaire. They ain't gonna fuck with that. That nigga's nigga Jeff fucking Bezos. Like what? But they keep, <laughs> but they always want to do that. Like um, when Kanye with Gap, like I ain't heard nothing about uh, what's like uh, Brett Favre. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all swept Brett Favre, but yeah, but yeah, that's what they do. We don't control shit. So yeah. Our shit is all, but we got to stop doing that fucking compare and contrast shit. You know what I'm saying? And always trying to find scapegoats for niggas. Like, some niggas just be doing fucked up shit. And not saying that what Kyrie did was fucked up, but that nigga stepped out on the ledge. You know what I'm saying? Like, good for you. That's what you believe in. That's what you do. But it's also consequences to fucking actions. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, with the whole Kanye shit and like, I can't be anti-Semitic because, you know, the black people are the original Jews, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's fine. Okay, cool, whatever. But that your intent is different. You know what I'm saying? I hate when niggas try to find these nigga loopholes and, and everything. Like, all right, we might be the lost tribe of Israel and all this other shit. But that's not what he meant. He meant white Jews. You know what I'm saying? He right. wasn't saying, I'm going DEFCON 5 on us as a black Jewish... Ra-. No, he was talking about them white people that's why I call it semantics yeah. you know what I'm saying I trademarked that semantics I get it it's semantics I ain't say white people nah dog what you talking about see right. that silly shit right, right. there like, right. you want to mince words right it, it, and that shit we have to stop doing that shit like I mean I, I get it we want to root for everybody that's black cool 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 I'm, I'm the same way but like you also have to call a fucking spade a spade when the shit is out there. And again, not saying that Kyrie just did this big, bad fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? He's, he, to me, he looks like he, he wants, he, he thirsts for knowledge. And it seems like he gets real deep into shit. And I don't know if he gets the right teachers of shit. Again, he's a flat earther. You know what I'm saying? He, he yeah, reminds so- me a lot a lot of Kanye. You know what I'm saying? They just kind of fall into shit like whatever. But I mean, just watching some of his interviews, he wants to learn. He has a thirst for knowledge now. Mm, no, nah, I don't. You, if I you're reading them little, them little purple books with the incense, that smell like incense on the set and, you know, they talk about how everybody's an alien, that's on you. But people believe in what they want to believe in. You know what I'm saying? People laugh at people that believe in Jesus and God and all this other stuff so it is what it is I just feel like I don't know his discernment 
button is broken or something like that. Kyrie is one of the black people who feel that who mistakes um, contradiction and um, provocative thought for intelligence. They feel Mm. just because I'm not thinking the same as everybody that my thought must be intelligent. Sometimes everybody can be thinking something generally the same and it can be right. Like there are general ways of thought. Hey, I mean, that shit is generally correct. You know what I'm saying? But Kyrie just looks for the tangent thought. I'm just about to think differently from everybody else. And that itself is going to make me make me intelligent. Like like smart people ask more questions in public than they do make statements. They're like, well, well, what do you guys think about this? I mean, because black I mean, smart people are always like their thoughts are always changing because they're always thinking about different thoughts. Like Neil deGrasse Tyson, have you ever like listened to him say shit? Sometimes it's a lot of jibber jabber because he's like, you know, pinning off of his own thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Like he's spinning up on his own thoughts because he's that smart of a person where it's like, I think I think, you know, I know these are the rules and this is what I say, but this is what I also think I think. And it's a lot of jibber jabber. He'll never say anything that is like just straight binary. This is the way things are. He'll ask a lot of questions and give it to your own thought. To me, that is what an intelligent person sounds like. You know what I'm saying? But Kyrie makes these statements and he doesn't have any sort of question to it. He doesn't have any sort of own personal discernment like this is what I think or what do you think? You know what I'm saying? And it seems to me that he leans more into I just want to be controversial and provocative than I actually want to do be smart. Like the the flat earth thing. Talk to talk to a, a physicist. You know what I'm saying? Like you can talk to a physicist, talk to an astronaut. They'll let you fucking know the math to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not something that you can really argue at this point in time. And if you do want to argue it, then argue it. He didn't even want to argue it. He was just saying bullshit that he read, like, from some provo- some controversial motherfucker who just says bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that's not even a physicist. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's what I see when I see, see Kyrie. Because he never gives us any thoughts that make sense. They're always provocative and controversial. I think Always. we also talked about wisdom earlier. <laughs> Kyrie is not wise. I mean, I think he's 30 years old. He's not, he's, a, he's fairly young. And because of, I don't like to, I don't want to show athletes that they're not intelligent, but if you're a professional athlete, especially basketball players, they've been set up and kind of coddled and told they were right since they were in elementary school. He's been targeted to be what he is since he was a, a little boy. So if you have that, if you live in an echo chamber, you're always told you're right. Went to one of the best universities in the country, if not the world. Doesn't matter if you if you haven't been pressed to think or or gotten any experience that comes with life, and and that's where wisdom really comes from. You didn't get any of that. So I feel bad for him. I mean, he's getting his whooping now, um, but I hope he's learned something from it. <clears throat> I did want to get y'all thoughts. Oh, um, hold on. Before you go on, uh, a whipping boy was a boy educated alongside a prince or a boy monarch in, in early modern Europe who supposedly received corporal punishment for the prince's transgressions. So oh, that's, that's in the slave thing. And Kyrie Irving was a journalism major. No offense to journalism majors, Yuck. but 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no offense, but um <laughs> not exactly a nuclear physicist. All right. Um, so I did want to get y'all thoughts on Dave Chappelle because he did SNL um last week and he he gave he gave like a monologue, obviously. And it was topical. He talked about Kyrie. He talked about Kanye West. He talked about anti-Semitism. And I thought it was good. I mean, I I tend to I tend to enjoy what Dave Chappelle says because I think he comes from a point of view where he's thoughtful and he thinks of all sides, but he still gets. And I think he's uncancelable, um, but I still he still gets bad press because he states his thoughts on things that might be controversial. And that seems to be the against the rule of thumb. So with the same logic we said about Kyrie, the Anti-Defamation League is out on day The Anti-Defamation? Whatever. Daffy Duck. <laughs> Anti-Defamation League was out and made a statement saying, like, you know, he's saying that anti-Semitism is fine and he condones it. I didn't really gather that from what he said. Um, so then it made, in my opinion, uh, and y'all, let me know y'all thoughts. It almost makes the, the, the point of view invalid to me. Like it, their arguments become weaker to me because I agree with you, Wood, when you say, hey, if you're offended, the, the, the offended has the ability to make that statement and they should have the right to feel that way. Um, regardless of what you think. I, I agree with that. They're kind of breaking that for me. Well, I mean, I, I think I think you have to separate the people from the institutions, right? I mean, we're the same way. I mean, we have organizations, was it, NW, probably the NAACP or something like that, that there were groups, formal groups that ended up the reason why they t- changed the syrup bottles and shit like that. Me, personally, I wasn't offended by Aunt Jemima. Don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Most people I know don't give a fuck. We all had Aunt Jemima syrup. Aunt Jemima is actually the good syrup. You know what I'm saying? There's You could do way worse. You got people that's on the, the Lando Lakes, whatever, they changed that. The Indians or whatever changed that. Uncle Ben's, you know what I'm saying? Didn't have a fucking problem with that neither. You know what I'm saying? But there are formal groups that we have that do have a problem with that. And you got to be able to separate the people from the institution. The Anti-Defamation League, that's their job, to be offended. They are being offended on behalf of people that are probably offended somewhere. That doesn't mean that's how Jews feel. You know what I'm saying? What Kyrie said generally offended Jews. You know what I'm saying? Like, the commissioner of the NBA was offended by what Kyrie posted, not the Anti-Defamation League. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not really tripping on that. Now, if a bunch of Jews came out, I mean, there are a lot of Jews that find Dave Chappelle funny. You know what I'm saying? They had to be for him to make that much money. Obviously, you don't make that much money in show business without having some Jew friends or whatever. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? The Anti-Defamation League having a problem with it, I don't see that as an issue with Dave Chappelle. He probably wears it as a badge of honor. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the Jews didn't like him before. He had a, They had an issue with him. But look at him. He's on SNL. You know what I'm saying? He's obviously still being allowed to be in the public forum, say whatever is on his mind. He's going to do other specials. 
Yes, people are going to say, fuck him, he's anti-Semitic or whatever, but he's going to continue to be able to do what he wants to do because he's the not Chris Rock. You know what I'm saying? He's basically that's what he's not Chris Rock is basically what he is now. Right. So he'll be just fine. Like, I don't have any issue with ADL. They're doing what the fuck they're supposed to do. That's their job to do. They're like the, the, the NFL union. Let them get their shit off. But I don't think anybody's generally offended by Dave Chappelle. Because, I mean, the, I listen to the monologue just like you. Like, there was nothing abrasive or offensive in that monologue. Yeah. Uh, only thing, Chef, that you said that kind of was crazy to me. Like, he's, what did you say, uncancelable? I don't think that should apply to any black man in America. Like, if they really wanted to go at his ass. But, like, to Wood's point, I mean, he's probably connected because you don't generally get up this far without being connected. So... The only reason I say Dave Chappelle is uncancelable is because they tried to do it already. Like when he when Chappelle's show ended and he went to Africa, they basically said that nigga was crazy and he had lost his mind. Like there was a plenty of bad press about this man to ruin him. So his approach, which we which is what we see now, where he's pretty much just says his just shares his thoughts. While I think the delivery is always very um, thoughtful, he's, he's gonna, he shares his thoughts. He doesn't filter his thoughts. I think he just makes sure he words them in a way that no one's that they it's clear he's a good communicator in that sense. But he he shares what his thoughts are. He doesn't really give a fuck. Like he he doesn't have a, have any fear. Like he shares his thoughts on anything that comes across, and will willingly do like a five minute, ten minute special on Netflix or just post some shit on YouTube as he wants to be the conscious because he's been in a place where niggas tried to stomp him out. Not niggas, but white folks tried to stomp him out um, as a as a personality. Um, so, I, I, so when I say he's uncancelable, I think he's unfazed by anything that could come his way is what I meant by that. And I don't think there's any, he doesn't, there's no effect on him. Like, he lives his life in a way that None of that shit matters to him. I mean, he's a self-actualized human being at this point. I mean, he's reached the mountaintop of comedy. He doesn't give a fuck when anybody says. He's a highly intelligent person. He knows that whatever he says isn't coming from a place of malice. He's really just giving his observations on the world. And he doesn't care what anybody thinks. And honestly, I mean, yeah, you could hurt his pockets. You could hurt his pockets. You could probably get some shows canceled or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You could could change the trajectory of his, his whatever, his career at this point in time. But you can't do anything to Dave Chappelle. I mean, he's just at that place in life. Like what? Like honestly and truly, Dave Chappelle could be like, "Look, y'all could, y'all could end my career, and I can never do this shit again." Hell, I tried to do it to myself at one point in time in my career. Like, who fucking cares? He'll go to fucking back to Ohio, buy a farm, and like raise chickens or some shit. Like he does not care. He d- he does this shit more because it's what he loves to do than it is his career. Yeah. Right. And even still, at this point, he's Dave Chappelle. Yeah. So even if he never did another Netflix special, then they can be like, all right, I'm going to have a thousand people on my farm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to charge five grand a ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he wanted to. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, so at this point, like, he's cemented again. We keep talking about this, this Mount Rushmore type shit. Like, the nigga's up there. Like, he ain't got to do shit else but be him. Top five comedians go. I saw that the writers, they said writers on SNL, some writers were going to try to boycott the show 
um, I guess there were some queer writers on the show that said they didn't want to um, write for him. But the thing is, that was the blackest SNL episode I've seen since the last time he was on the show. So it was like, you wasn't writing right shit no way. Right, that's my thing is like, Dave Chappelle doesn't need you to write for him. He wrote, oh, you thought you were going to write for him. Oh, you thought you were, you were going to be invited to write. Oh, okay. Like, you loser, you're 20 years old and have no life experience and no understanding of blackness. And this is about to be the blackest episode. Nigga had fucking Black Star. But goddamn, uh, most deaf. That nigga ain't supposed to be in America. <laughs> like you. Speaking of which, quick quick segue, not segue, quick uh, tangent. Have you seen John Stewart? John Stewart's new show. He has a show. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's on Apple TV. It's like it's like the, just like the Daily Show, but it's just him. Wow. He talks I about politics Apple. and stuff like that. Um, um, the same thing he did on the Daily Show, but he tells a lot more jokes. It's, of course, he's it's full cussing and all of that type of stuff. But all of his writers are black. Mm. Full cussing. Yeah, so like his writers are like sitting next to him and in, in, in the audience and stuff like that, and you can actually see them, and he'll pan to them. They're black guys. I need to check this right. out. I'm right. Right. Yeah. It's a great show. It's a great show. I, I it's it's called the Power or something. Our TV team like they, they low key got some shit. I need to check it out. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I think that's um. Wow. I think that's a good, we had a good pod, comeback pod. A uh, few things. We're not going to pod next week because it's the holidays. Niggas is traveling. So it doesn't mean we don't like y'all. We're going to pod a lot more, man. We're going to get right back into it, but we're not podding next week. Um, any other thoughts before we go Why why would, why would not pod on Tuesday? Y'all want to pod? Uh, when are you traveling? What? I'll be in Atlanta. Um, I'm leaving Sunday. Okay. So yeah. And they ain't got Wi-Fi in Atlanta. Well, I mean, I I got equipment. I gotta say, Wi-Fi is not Atlanta. I gotta say, equipment. So. And, and 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 we need to prep and get ready for this for this video, man. We got we got multimedia coming to y'all. You know what I'm saying? We gonna we gonna take this beyond just the the audio and do some live shit. Absolutely. We gonna, we gonna be on YouTube and shit. Yeah, man, we got a YouTube channel, you know what I'm saying? For the listeners, if you're not, you can go look us up. So with all due respect, there's a YouTube channel that already exists. You can become subscribers so you can get a notification when we do go live or when we do post a video. We're going to put Mystery Girl on uh, on YouTube? We can put anybody we want on the YouTubes. We could put on, like, a, a put a, co- a face cover on. A face cover? I don't know. I don't know where this is going. No, I, I left it alone. I don't, think, I don't think YouTube is that type of channel. Oh. Well, you don't have to take Wood's word for it. Shaboing, boing. Boing. You've rocked with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead. Visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love. Show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now for the with all due respects. 
With all due respect, there are now six more weeks in the year. So it is time for you to get your shit together. We are getting into Thanksgiving. We got Thanksgiving next week. My old lady has already turned our house into a winter wonderland. I'm talking the trees are up. Frocking is doing whatever frocking does. Garlands are out. There are elves and shit in my fucking house. Santa is on a ladder like it is only November 15th. And my house is in full swing for Christmas already. Y'all know that this shit moves fast as fuck. So we are in the holiday season. So let's be festive. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's enjoy each other's company. Let's reach out to friends. We got to do this every year, man. Because people are losing their mamas and their daddies. We are of that age where... You know, we don't we don't have all our loved ones and people are losing a loved one every year. So we got to reach out to the village, reach out to your folk, reach out to your people, invite somebody for Thanksgiving. There are motherfuckers. I let them know every Thanksgiving. Look, if you don't have nobody to kick it with, if you're in D.C. and your people are somewhere else, come to the crib, come kick it, be around, be around your folk. If you can't be around your kinfolk, you feel me? So reach out to your folks, man. You know what I'm saying? Let's be festive. Let's go to Christmas parties. Let's get out. Let's see people. Pandemic has been a motherfucker these past years, and we haven't been able to, like, be with people the way that we want to be. But this is one of those Christmases, probably the first Christmas for a lot of us. We can just do whatever the hell we want to do. So go to the Christmas parties. Go to the, the celebrations. You know what I'm saying? Eat a fried chicken wing. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that diet. If you ain't done it by now, bitch, you just ain't going to fucking do it. So just have fun, eat the cake, anime, do whatever we're going to do. Let's have a great time. Let's close out 2022. We'll get back to the grind in 2023. But many peace, many blessings to you all. If you don't listen to this podcast before the end of the year, I know you will. But if you don't, much love from my family to yours. You know what I'm saying? And I'll catch you on the next episode with all due respect. With all due respect. That shit sound like you trying to not even record for the rest of the year, boy. You think you slick. <laughs> um, with all due respect, I don't. I guess we're not potting for Thanksgiving. So maybe me and some of these cohorts uh, will post maybe uh, Thanksgiving rules like we did the homecoming rules. Um, but just a few... Uh, Rules that y'all need to abide by this Thanksgiving holiday. You do not go over anybody's house empty-handed. Um, the best thing to do with that is to... This is for friends, Friendsgiving, too, since that's what y'all niggas doing now. Um, ask the hosts what they need. Um, if they say nothing, just bring yourself. Still bring something. Uh, bring a bottle. Now, if you're bringing a bottle... Make sure you bring a bottle of something you like to drink. Uh, we say do that for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, don't bring no shit you wouldn't drink. We don't want you to come in there with Bacardi Limon and you drinking everybody else Remy. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. Number two, you should bring it just for your own sake, just in case motherfuckers bring seven bottles of Bacardi Limon. You at least know you got some shit that you could sip on for the rest of the evening. If you are bringing kids to somebody's house, make sure that you have something to keep them occupied and um, you keep an eye on them motherfuckers. Uh, don't let them open up a can of check, take a sip out of it and leave it there. You know what I'm saying? Pour them baby, get them babies a cup and a straw and you uh, ration out them cold drinks uh, <laughs> within the evening. Um and just one more, because we probably make a whole list of them. Um, 
don't go to somebody's house assuming you're going to bring some shit home with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are cooking and, you know, left if there are leftovers, then cool. And somebody says you can take some shit with you. There's too much shit. Ain't nobody going to eat this shit. Take the shit. But, like, don't eat a plate and then start making your fucking to-go plates and everybody ain't even hasn't even eaten yet like that's just some trifling ass shit like i've seen that done many times like motherfucker get full people still coming to the house and you making plates and putting them up in the refrigerator for when you leave like nah man like this is to feed everybody on this special occasion in the event there's some fucking giblet gravy and cranberry sauce and some oyster dressing then you pack that shit up and and we're not gonna eat it the next day you know what I'm saying? Then that's when you get you your little aluminum furrow and your little to-go plate. And you make you, like, one plate for tomorrow, not, like, food for you to eat, like, for the rest of the week. With all due respect. Uh, with all due respect, um, I think some of us watched uh, Wakanda Forever. And it... It was interesting to me because I saw people come um, sharing their thoughts on the movie, um, and it could be good or or bad. I mean, some there were negative thoughts and, and good and positive uh, reviews about the movie. Um, but what I, I started to notice, and I think this is pretty consistent across the board, is people getting upset about negative reviews about the movie. I'm of the belief that uh, cinema um, or music, literature, it's all art um, to be consumed. But the purpose of any art, I believe, is to consume it and it it sparks thoughts. It, it makes you think, it makes you introspective um, in a way that maybe you'll respond to it. It could be a visceral angry response it could be joy it could be um sadness it could be anything um in between if you're doing it right i know when i left watching the movie i was extremely sad to the point where i was like am i going to go into a a bout of depression um but that's a feeling like people are supposed to feel things from art i think that's part of the course my issue is Black folks don't want black folks to say anything about black art. Um, I think we need to get past that. I think we, we think we need to. I, mean, I think we do it with music all the time. I think we could talk about music because it's something maybe more familiar. Um, there's less protection because black music has been around as long as we've been listening to music because that's what we were introduced to. Um, but we don't see it as much for literature. We don't see it as much for cinema uh, because we're scared there's going to be less opportunities for black artists or black creators. Uh, but I think that's what makes you better. I wouldn't want anyone to... like. We have people that listen to our podcast and give us feedback all the time. And, and granted, we're a small local podcast with millions of, of listeners, but we listen to whatever you, whatever you say because this is an art form as well. This is a way of expressing ourselves in a way um, for people to get some sort of real reaction and they share that with us. 
it's important to be um, be critical of ourselves because that's how you get better. That's how you improve. Um, no one should live in a silo or an echo chamber, rather, where you only hear good things. It doesn't make you stronger. If anything, it makes you weaker. Um, to our point earlier about social media, so um, I want the niggas who are saying like, don't say nothing bad about Black Panther. Or if you think this, fuck you. Or it's a Marvel movie. It's not that deep. You shouldn't be doing think pieces about this. Sure, you should. It's art. It's way that you people want to understand how you consume the art and what it means to you. Um, that's what makes it special. That's what makes it unique. Uh, so we need to get off that shit and be more mindful and be more critical with all due respect. With all due respect, uh, I feel like I probably, maybe I have, I don't know, but it's just dude at work, uh, <clears throat> basically like fucking throwing to my side for no good reason, like just idiot asshole, all the above, um, doesn't really understand shit, always asking stupid ass questions, try to explain the shit, so on and so forth, blah, blah, bullshit. So for whatever reason, um, and I have my speculations on what it is. He decides to skip up two levels to ask my manager's manager about a task that I was ultimately responsible for. So luckily for me, the task was on my radar and I was working it and it was a certain way it had to go because there were some internal dependencies. But I got a text message from my manager last Friday at like 5.30 or something telling me to check my email. I'm like, all right, this shit can't be good. And it was him like doing this clown shit, asking some bullshit or whatever. So, you know, when we got on the call, um, cause we had a call, me, him and a couple of other folks, he tried to like walk the shit back or whatever. But it's like, uh, I told him, like, oh yeah, you know, I made a mistake or whatever. I said, well, generally, senior leadership is not responsible for my task. Like, he wouldn't be doing no presentation for me. That shit belongs to me. And there's some dependencies and I didn't forget and I'm working on it. And he's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm sorry, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I'll let to say, man, motherfucker be lying. Like, you always got to, like, cover yourself. You know what I'm saying? But what he doesn't know, the same motherfucker he skipped up to, I had a skip level meeting with him, like, a month or two ago and I had already told Buddy that he was a clown or whatever so really you just walked right into the shit that I said like you just made my point for me you know what I'm saying so just how you ducks in a row um, make sure you're covering yourself at all times from bullshit you know what I'm saying and uh, just keep your head on the swivel cause motherfuckers be getting desperate or they start moving all weird and shit and you don't want to become the subject of that shit and just like go down with the ship because some shit that you ain't even had nothing to do with so just keep that in mind as we close out the year and it comes to fucking performance reviews and all that like people about to start getting real weird and desperate with all due respect 